Welcome back, 390 Millionaires. Uh, we're coming at you for the Week 10 uh, podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Patrick. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you. It's a pleasure to keep doing this uh, this wonderful job that we are definitely paid for. Uh, but enough about our finances. I'll throw it to uh, a little bit of a different uh, crew today. Uh, Mike, how are you? Pretty fucking pissed off after that Thursday game, but uh, I'll get into that later. I've literally been just so angry since Thursday, and I've not changed moods about fantasy football. Uh, a little bit behind the curtains here, everybody. Uh, before we went live, Mike was like, we were talking about the Thursday nighter, and Mike was like, oh, I'm going to save my analysis for the podcast. And in his first opportunity to dive <laughs> into it says that he's pissed off. That's new information, but he's doing another tease. So we're getting the double tease blue ball special here from Mike, which is very exciting. So mm-hmm. I hope uh, I hope everybody waits uh, patiently for his analysis. Uh, typically, at this point, as is tradition, I would throw it to uh, our other um, co-host. But unfortunately, um, since it's feeling a little bit under the weather, so we wish them the best. Um, but we've got a we've got a, a, a fresh face here on the podcast. Somebody who hasn't really been on here a whole lot. Uh, not very talkative in our league. Um, so we're excited to uh, to to get his perspective on on how the season ha- has gone. But uh, uh, Jay, how are you? Hey guys, welcome! Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Long time listener, first time podcast co guest host. Um, obviously, pretty reserved, keeping my opinions to myself throughout the the league thus far. But I think this is a perfect time for me to really unleash a lot of things that have been pent up inside, and uh, and excited to get going here. So I don't know if we want to save this for uh, the the news that I that I dropped right before we went live. Do we want to get? Just got a break, baby. Okay. Um, do we have like a? Um, let's see. We got a. Um, I mean, it's sad. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> uh, Robert Woods apparently has torn his ACL. We found that out uh, 30 seconds before we went live. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay, as the fantasy owner of uh, Robert Woods in 390, uh, give us your take. Well, listen, you never want anyone to get injured. You don't want anyone on your team to get injured, especially consistent starting player. But I will tell you about Robert Woods. Um, he's been one of those guys who, uh, since he's on a great you know, Rams offense, but he's sitting next to Cooper Cup. He's one of those guys who's like, okay, he's, you're going to start him probably, but what am I going to get here? What's, you know, there's confusion, there's obfuscation. And so now, um, you know, you bring in OBJ, like whose targets are going to take the hit? Is it cup? Is, is it woods? Is it somebody else? You don't know uh, a lot of stuff up in the air. This really clarifies things. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> oh, 
maybe a bit of a blasting in disguise. You know, oh my god! And, and again, uh, uh, you know, just wish all the best for for Robert. You never want to see anything uh, get hurt there. But from a fantasy football perspective, clarity uh, can can be can be everything. Mm-hmm. So let's for those that weren't listening, our uh, um, self-proclaimed new host, uh, his hot take about the Robert Woods injury is that it provides clarity for target share in the Rams offense. And I stand by that. Uh, do we think Robert Woods is an upgrade or um, sorry, OBJ is an upgrade over Robert Woods? I think he is next year. Oh, I think, you know, I uh, you look at the issues that OBJ has had getting on the same page. And so either, you know, he walks in there and he starts having breakfast with Cup and Stafford mm-hmm. um, or he doesn't. And then I think, you know, if he he's got to realize, I think he's a good player if he wants to make something of the rest of his career start being a good player stop stop yeah. you know like I, obviously you know baker and him whatever the whole all the, the the kind of interior issues he's had kind of getting on the same page with his teammates talking in in the game of football uh, whatever the issues are solve them because you can't walk into the rams organization and 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 have problems and be like oh you know i'm not getting fed enough i'm you know what you're a good player stafford's a good qb this is a good offense go make plays and i think by you know maybe by playoffs um obj can be the upgrade um woods you know he wasn't getting as many targets obviously as cooper but he was never a problem on this offense he wasn't an issue he could still be a guy you'd throw uh the ball to so um, if OBJ decides that that's what he wants to be, then then I think he can be an upgrade. But he's not going to be an upgrade for a couple of weeks, in my opinion. It's an interesting. I um sorry, oh, Pat. Sorry, interesting take there, Jason. You're saying he just needs to have breakfast with those guys, and that'll that'll kind of solve it all. I on yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Uh, Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford having breakfast together as to the reason they're having success this season up there in terms of stupid storylines uh like jamar chase not being able to catch balls in the preseason yeah it just is like what are we doing um jay i think i think you you hit the nail on the head there with the um um the piece about obj in terms of like what is he he needs to be a, a better player i would like i would like zero in on the fact like be a good teammate like he's run himself out of two organizations yeah. Um, the Rams, the Rams have very little committed to him. So if things go real South real quick, um, they can, they can walk away and, and, and like the Rams did it again. Like, I think we just kind of at this point are, are in the last month, the calendar month, they've added Von Miller and OBJ. Um, yeah. So, I um, OBJ, I definitely have feelings about him, but, um, I think Suds has him now and that's just like, Mm -hmm. uh, Huge, absolutely massive news for for Suds's uh, Suds's team. We'll uh, that might actually change. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. So uh, a little bit of breaking news that we, that, we, that we had there at the top. Um, I think we'll uh, we'll go back into our traditional structure, um, and we'll go to uh, headlines. So uh, guest Jay, if you want to read the headlines, that would be fantastic. Absolutely, and I will read them exactly. As they are written, as I have been instructed in previous weeks to do. Headline number one, rule of three makes for no laughing matter as LMDH falls to the bottom feeder Flacaroni in the cruelest joke of them all. Lifeless fish rises from their watery grave to show the nut man why CDs have gone the way of the megalodon. 
Who's on first? We have no idea. As the digested kneecaps strike hard and fast against the walking IED hashtag parody. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? (laughs) No, it's Neville's playoff hopes coming crashing down to earth, led by the Buffalo defense. As Burroughs the Steel longs for his home planet of Krypton with his sixth exclamation mark win in a row. It's a war of alliteration as Dungeons and Dak downs some donkey dick, dismissing them deftly and digging themselves directly into the divisional drama. Damn. Host on permanent guest crime as XXVIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIIII
That's right. Get a little personal bias in your takes here. And so it's interesting. Um, One of the things that I kind of specifically look at uh, here um, is how close things are uh, in the points against. Uh, Dungeons and Dax and myself both have essentially uh, 1,072 points against, whereas uh, first place, Burroughs of Steel, and third place, Liv McCaffrey or Die Hard, uh, only 942 points against. So you definitely see some of the the unfairness, uh, the, the inherent unfairness of this league and again i think um you know we're seeing compacting uh all across the league as far as overall um uh win loss record so we've got bros the steel just uh, honestly it must be something in the in in having a child or otherwise initial disappointment <laughs> thorough but then the joy starts sprouting up and so all of a sudden six wins in a row but let's not get ahead of ourselves the la- last week's win for almost anyone y- you're not proud of yourself yeah you won you take that home you go to your wife and you say hey i won and, oh what was the score i don't want to talk about it because three people scored over 100 points and only two scored over 106 so let's not kid ourselves about what's going on here everything remains close you know we're seeing some some dungeons and dags as well with a three game streak here uh, must be feeling themselves but that's you know that's good luck it's going to turn so obviously i'm predicting uh, me first place um someone else i couldn't care less who's coming in second but the riffraff will follow because you know it's just gonna it's gonna change for oh, sure one sec i'm just hearing one sec oh robert woods is out for the rest of the season never mind i'm not gonna finish first <laughs> breaking news twice the worst kind of breaking news oh um no that's that's pretty good i i mean like i'm looking i'm looking because this is my division as well i'm looking at this and i don't feel good sitting in third place i don't feel good with um with no one having literally a hundred a hundred point advantage over me um which means that i need to beat him outright which uh he's got a good team like i i um, the only team in this division that I, I'm, I'm not a fan of is Burroughs the Steel and inexplicably having the lowest points mm-hmm. scored for he's in first with, with a game on me. So it's like, okay, I don't know. This is, this is a, I, I, I don't think we've ever really had a season like this mm-hmm. um, where it's been at least like first to first place is sitting at six games. Like that's the other thing, Burrow. Gertie's team is tied for first overall. I know it's wild. And I look at his team and I don't understand. I it's, (laughs) it's unbelievable. Um, but this is, this is fantasy. Fantasy is, is wild sometimes. So, um, great breakdown, everybody. I really appreciate the energy and passion we brought in. Um, we're going to move on to the waiver wire. Uh, Pelt, I'm going to throw it your way. Give us the breakdown on uh, on what transpired in the league this week oh, yeah. on the waiver wire. Lots of fun. Uh, Devin Singletary is one of the most interesting ones. Actually, you guys have the two big ones on here, so we'll get to get your your kind of takes on that. Um, Ten dollars, Mike can't taking uh, Devin Singletary there over Ryan, who bid six. What's your uh, what's your thoughts there? You see him uh, doing well in Buffalo, or are you just trying to throw a dart at the board, or what's up? A little bit of a dart at the board here. We know that Zach Moss uh, is dealing with concussions, so you're you're kind of saying, okay, yeah, he could Moss could come back this week, which would be not ideal um, for me. Damian Harris also dealing with concussion, and mm-hmm. so uh, looking at 
what's available. I also had sat pretty much with an empty roster slot all of last week, just looking for what's going to fill out, what's going to work out. So after my trade had some empty spots, got a lot of dollars left on the board as well. And, and not too expecting to have to, you know, empty the bank, um, by the end of the season. So, uh, Singletary, uh, yeah, if he's the, the guy in Buffalo, Zach Moss is out for any kind of length of time that I can feel relatively comfortable, uh, with a bit of a backup slot for Damien Harris. If he doesn't go. Just a, a Zach Moss update. He yeah. had cleared concussion protocol this morning. Today is filled with great news. Yeah, I didn't want to break that one too, uh, too heavy for you, Jay. But good news for you, maybe, Jay. I mean, I've got three running backs on my roster that I can't start because I fucking accidentally started Jacecki. I'm not upset about it at all. Um, no, no, not at all. No. Um, so I've got Moss, Howard, and uh, potentially Bolden, if your boy Harris sits. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. maybe uh, just shoot me a little texty text. Take a quick drive to Buffalo, actually. Um, bring, bring my hammer. I'll be right back. Um, and then other big news, uh, PJ Walker. So with the news of our boy Sam Darnold, and then PJ stepping into the limelight, Paul, well, you threw $31, which I believe was the rest of your budget. Um, yes, I, 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 cleared the, I cleared the bank account. Um, I, I can... I, I can go into the logic if you'd like, if we if that's what this platform is used for. Briefly, please. Yeah, it is. But I'll just get through the rest of the bids first, then I'll throw it over sure. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jigaguts coming in at twenty one, Suds digested kneecaps at five, and Burrows at two dollars. Um, so sweet bids by Suds and Gertie, very close. And uh, yeah, thirty one bucks going to you. And I saw you also picked up Cam Newton, so maybe talk a little bit about both those moves. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, I have, uh, I'm still working through my buys and neither of my quarterbacks have had a buy actually quite yet. Um, Matt Stafford goes on by next week and week 14, Jalen Hurts goes on his buy. Um, after having moved, uh, Carson Wentz and we'll have more on him later, uh, cause he was involved in a- another transaction. Um, that whole moving, moving Carson, I was under, I, I, I was good with the information of like, okay, I'm going to have to play with one quarterback for two weeks trying to get through my buys. Uh, but then this Carolina Panthers news uh, popped up and Sammy D is on the uh, uh, out for the next little while. Uh, I think he's on IR now. I think he's been placed there. So I saw PJ Walker. I was like, I'm totally okay spending my budget for a quarterback to cover me for two weeks. Um, I win the bid. Uh, and then frustratingly, the news comes out that Cam is going to Carolina and he's he's meeting with management. And then very shortly after he had uh, um, signed a contract and I was um, a little bit disappointed. And then I realized nobody had done anything about it. And so I went and jo- uh, dropped AJ Green uh, and I picked up Cam Newton. And now I get to I now now I get to wait until next week to figure out who's the starter. And um, I have a feeling I, I mean, Cam's Cam's contract is like quite large. I think they gave him like. 10 million dollars or something like that so did they wow. I, think, I think that's with all the incentives if he if he max potential that contract mm. sure yeah i i mean i mean at the end of the day it's still 10 million right like so they're prepared to play to to pay him if he if he plays well um and i do think that 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 he gives them the, their best chance to win with uh um with him behind center pj walker i think is is a great backup but i i, I don't know if he's cam newton level so uh picked up picked up the carolina starting quarterback for the next uh 
month or so, which hopefully gets me over the hump and into the playoffs. That's really what this play was about. So quick comment just on what I think is a bit of a flop by Carolina, unless the plan is for Newton to back up. But it doesn't seem like that's the plan necessarily. I don't understand why they sat with P.J. Walker behind Darnold all year and didn't have a backup plan if the plan was now to sign Newton and start him. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's just terrible roster management in an NFC where you're still in the race. And and this is, this is I mean, like, Carolina was not spared any sort of um, criticism yesterday, or the, the in the last few days mm-hmm. because who was their quarterback years ago? It was Cam Newton. They yeah. cut Cam Newton, ate a whole bunch of money to get Teddy Bridgewater in there. Teddy Bridgewater uh, moves on to Denver, r- rightly so. Like he wasn't the answer for for yep. them, but then Carolina moved a whole bunch of picks to get Sam Darnold, um, who I think they've now exercised his fifth year option as well. And 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 Carolina just is it, it, they can't get out of their own way, unfortunately. Um, I do understand that it's two different sort of managements going on there, but it is the same owner. Yeah. Um, David David Tepet is that the the owner's name? of the Carolina Panthers. Um, yeah, no, totally right, Mike. Carolina, I, I'm not really sure they know what they're doing. No. Quarterback. And then uh, no other real huge moves. Jay, you picked up Sterling Shepard, dropping a cool seven bucks. So, you know, congrats on that mediocrity that you might see out of that. Thank you. And then other than that, just a couple little uh, free agent waiver wire moves. Nothing for any, I'm trying to see if there's anything that really jumps out to me here. I think just a bunch of dart throws, Le'Veon Bell, Eno Benjamin, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Bolden for you, Mike, I think is mm. a good play this weekend as uh, um, Harris and uh, Stevens may not suit up. And and it doesn't look like New England's bringing in any other uh, running backs. So they're going to go with J.J. Taylor and Brandon Bolden if those two can't sign um, suit up. Yeah, if only I had an accident and started Mike Jasecki, I could uh, probably start him in my flex. <laughs> not sure if I mentioned that. Check your lineups, kids. Always <laughs> check your lineups. And yeah, that's it for the waiver wire. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go to a trade corner um, because we had another trade this week. The uh, we see the dam seems to have broken. This is our uh, third, maybe fourth week in a row of, of some sort of action or movement. Um, and participating in this trade, one half of it, uh, our uh, our guest Jay, absolutely. Tell us, tell us what happened. Well, I think for anyone who's uh, been uh, kind of keeping an eye on the chat, which I believe is everyone except Danish, um, you would know that Nolan tossed out the fact that uh, he got some good use out of Wentz, and uh, he was ready to uh, to drop him, uh, send him somewhere else, let somebody else get some of that good good use. Um, and so um, I myself was in a particular. Uh, predicament where um, you guys may have heard Aaron Rodgers. Uh, there's some news about him over the past week or so. And so all of a sudden it looked like uh, he was not going to be starting or he he was in danger of not starting this week. And so um, when I, at the very beginning of this season, drafted uh, one Tyrod Taylor with, I think, like the second last or third last pick as a third QB, I was like, oh, fucking perfect. Tyrod will cover my, my bye weeks. And then uh, Tyrod got injured. And then he also has a bye week this week, which means that my QB was not going to cover my possible boneheaded anti-vaxxer Midwestern 
bullshit of a quarterback from playing. And so I was immediately interested in Wentz, who would be playing this week. And as far as I know, wouldn't just run out in the middle of the fucking schoolyard and be like, I'm a fucking idiot. Um, like some of the quarterbacks on my team just did. Thanks, Pat McAfee. So uh, I engaged Nolan in some conversation about what he was looking for for Wentz. And I think, um, you know, you look not necessarily specifically for what he has been traded for previously, though that runs into it a little bit, but what, you know, my team can offer what he's looking for. And so um, uh, we initially kind of touched on uh, Brandon Cooks as being a kind of a key piece going back and seeing what else we could do. At one point, we almost traded our entire rosters for each other. And then we realized we need to pull back on the conversation. You guys know how it goes. Oh, I'll add this piece. I'll add this piece. And all of a sudden, like, you're just trading teams mm -hmm. now i tried so i would have traded teams i would have just yeah let's trade teams um because of course his team's doing much better than mine um but he he pulled back and in the end we just kind of you know what Wentz for cooks is kind of the key thing and he was looking he needed kind of somebody else in there so dan arnold has been a, a hot pickup and he, I, I had him on my team and so we said yeah let's pull that trigger and we did uh and i have just received news um that uh aaron Rodgers is going to be suiting up this sunday he's going to be playing so uh i didn't need to do this uh, and Brandon Cooks would have made an excellent fucking uh, replacement for Robert Woods. So my day's going great. <laughs> God, it just, it, there's so much sadness in that analysis. Mm -hmm. and it just it makes me giggle. It really does. Other than the fact that it really would be like Brendan Cooks would be a perfect guy to fucking have in there. Um, I, I'm, I'm very pleased with the trade. I think it was a trade that, you know, again, Nolan got what he needed out of Wentz. Um, I feel like, you know, there was no overpay and, and he gets Cooks who can still be serviceable, especially if Tyrod is the guy for the rest of the way. So I, pretty... I, I, I totally agree that like this is for what you guys needed. Like, yeah. um, I, I, like I would not have made this trade if I was getting Brandon Cooks and Dan Arnold, and and I know like say what you want about my own sort of like trading style, mm -hmm. um, but I feel like you got an absolute. I feel like you got the best player in that, um, in that Jay. But um, I, I guess Nolan got got what he needed as well. So like, um, I guess I'll pose this question to you: Is Carson Wentz available? Absolutely, Carson Wentz is available. Nice. Tyra Taylor also available. <laughs> Everybody's available. You want Wentz? Listen to the pod. Make me a deal. Make it a, make it a wide receiver. Uh, you can have him. We'll do it. <laughs> it doesn't really matter which wide receiver. Just one of them. So well, imagine. I love it. I, I didn't. Love it. I just want to jump in a bit here on this deal. I didn't understand it from a couple of perspectives. One that you just said, Hallwell. I think Jay won this trade by a mile, given the value of quarterbacks in our league. When Nolan talked to me, he wanted to do Kittle for once and we had a couple other talks that progressed as jay said like you, you go down further down the chain and i think it kind of just stopped but then i saw the trade and i was kind of just like what the fuck i would have traded jaseki in a wide receiver three for once like i thought he was like kittle or bust or like i don't know the value kind of blew me away um Cook, I, to, to, yeah to yeah. be fair Cook, cooks has had some he's had a good season like yet um i think he's only had like one real stinker of a mm -hmm. game so far um so he's been like definitely the playable but i just um i think you could have got more i guess is more my point and he, he could seem to happen pretty quick like we talked and then not long after the trade was done so clearly no one wanted to make the deal but he didn't really need to make it for this week besides maybe getting uh arnold in his flex spot second point that i don't get given the first point is you guys are in the same division potentially equipping you to catch up to him I agree. Nolan sucks. 
Uh, well, you know what? You know, those uh, beginning of the season power rankings that we do, um, it's moves like this that'll impact Jay's position uh, and maybe more uh, negatively uh, mm-hmm. Nolan's next year. So um, we'll keep this in the back of our uh, our little brain pots. Um, but beyond that, we'll, uh, um, I, I see on the, the outline, we've got something before this next piece, but I'm just going to jump to this next piece. We've got injury news. Um, so all your regular characters, Jameis Winston, Derek Henry, uh, Henry Ruggs, uh, Aaron Rodgers, we can take off this list. Uh, Michael Thomas, Odell, technically, we're not sure if he's going to play or not actually now. Um, yeah, his- don't forget, Odell still got that shoulder thing. He's been playing through it and stuff, but he's oh, that's true. Yeah, 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 and and that's looking like surgery at the end of the year. Uh, Calvin yeah. Ridley still on his mental health break. Um, Dak Prescott played last week, uh, um, albeit the the whole Cowboys offense played poorly, but um, he should be back in. Uh, Robert Tanyan done for the year, and I guess we add uh, Robert Woods to the uh, the equation here. Um, but yeah, uh, with that, let's go to easily our worst section of the podcast uh, and the mystery source whatever they have to say it's always fun oh they they're gonna mystery source is gonna roast you next week oh yeah yeah they can try they can try to roast uh, all the guests or the sorry all the hosts every week so he or she probably didn't know you're gonna be on here so we'll see what they gotta say jay if you're uh, if you're gonna get roasted at all here uh-oh all right, uh, quick little rhyme. It looks a lot shorter than usual, but let's just uh, get into her. Today, I don't have much time for rhymes, so please just try to keep up with the times. I am a league mate who is sexy as fuck, and on top of that, my team doesn't suck. That's it. Uh, well, that, uh, that eliminates it. Oh, well. again. <laughs> <laughs> for which reason? Oh, yeah. Both. <laughs> um, source goes on here. Curtis was this close to pulling a blockbuster trade, but it fell through at the last minute as bitch boy bitched out like the cock faced shit fucker he is. You can't blame him for getting cold feet though after the last deal he made. Uh, Mike H hasn't been very active this week despite a lot of offers coming his way. He might want to consider some of these deals because his team might be worse than Andre's. Okay, seemed a little tame. Speaking of the worst commissioner in the world, Andre has finally started listening to the shitheads on this show and has realized his team is shit. Consequently, he's reached out to people. However, he still thinks his team is worth more than the literal shit and keeps sending shit nommies of trade offers everyone's way. A lot of shit in there. That's it. Yeah. Man, watch out for those shit nommies, guys. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious what that blockbuster trade between Neville and Curtis was. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Neville tinkers with like a blockbuster trade every two weeks because we had one. Well, I, I, I mean, yes and no. Neville will be like, "Hey, can I have your bo- blockbuster player for this asshole who's perfectly ripe right now?" I don't know. <laughs> Neville, Neville, I find does that classic thing that I've been accused of, which I think is unfair that I get accused mm. of so much. It might be a little bit fair. I've made I've made three trades this season. You have you, you you've been better. You've you've come a I long way. It'd be I'm more fair to say three people have have been willing to make a trade with you. <laughs> Think how we say this matters. Mm. You're one of those people. <laughs> it was a great trade. Really good. <laughs> it was. It was fucking awesome. Oh man. 
Um, also, uh, just really lazy by the source this week. Shit, shit, shit. Cockfish, yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Fucker. Yeah. I agree. Like, if I if I wanted to hear somebody swear, I'd call my dad, you know? Valid <laughs> point. I'll uh, try to share that feedback with him or her. Sure, yeah, please. <laughs> well, I assume they listen to the podcast. I doubt it. No, I just think that. I mean, the, the, what, they, what they bring to the podcast they obviously don't get our energy and tone right. and vibe. Yeah. It's just it, it like the mystery source section is just clearly just self-serving. True. That I can Look agree with. I'm a secretive little shit lover. Well, fuck off. <laughs> I don't care if you're <laughs> shit nommies. <laughs> oh, love it. Uh wow, we're flying through this podcast today, I feel, because we're already at uh prediction. Oh, we are. We're only half an hour in here. This is wild. Um, we have, and we also have breaking news. Like, that's the cool thing about it. Are mm-hmm. we just getting really good at this? I think so. That's awesome. Good for us. I wonder what's different this week. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Um, we have an updated tally on the predictions, which I believe is correct. Right, Pell? Yeah, that is correct. I would also like to point out that someone is on fire as you go to read through these standings, try to figure out who it is. Someone is on fire. Um, Tied for first place. Myself and my other present co-host. Pell, 27 and 21. We are killing it, buddy. Fire. Fire. (laughs) Uh, Coming in third is Suds, 24 and 22. And the guest... Uh, pretty much Jay at this point uh, is 16 and 14. <laughs> yep. True fact. And so with that, let's jump into the previews. Uh, Jay, you're up first with my match against Curtis. What's going to happen? Um. So you look at this and you just... I would normally um, always just bet against my my uh, uh, division rivals here, um, but I just don't love much of what's going on for Curtis's team. Um, Diggs in Buffalo still has that game breaking ability, just hasn't been there hasn't shown it uh tim patrick is a solid floor not much of a ceiling and mike evans is like you know you hope it's his three touchdown game um because if it's not he's gonna get like a point um mcnichols i don't think is gonna do anything i don't know if he's gonna stay in that slot like i think you want to do you have literally anybody else hubbard i don't know like yeah you just mcnichols not gonna get you any points um so there's just not much there on his team that says, okay, if, if these guys go off, then he's got the chance. And I think that's what he kind of needs, certainly in this week, when he's facing down um, Eckler and McCaffrey. McCaffrey ideally not really on a snap count like he was last week. Um, Hurts and Stafford as the QBs. Um, and again, like I think, uh, you know, you can probably feel pretty good about your team uh, at this point now. Howell Ayuk, who struggled a lot early on with Shanahan at the helm, has started to kind of break through. Judy should only be getting you know better and and more integrated in the offense. So I think Curtis needs something to to blow up um, on his team to to have much of a shot here, and I just don't see it. Uh, and just on the McCaffrey piece, off the injury report. 
Mm-hmm. Like McCaffrey is McCaffrey should be good to go. So I'm um I, I'm I'm happy about that development. Um if I lose this week, I don't deserve playoffs. I agree. Fantasy is not not whether who it, it like like it, it's not about who deserves it, but if I can't beat if I can't beat Curtis on a down week, um I have no hope of going anywhere in the playoffs. It's kind of how I feel this week too. I'm with you. Um, Pelt, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll move over to your first matchup. Uh, Gertie versus Andre. What's going on there? Gertie versus Andre. And I, I did want to point out if no one got, uh, off the top, I'm the one who's on fire lately. Four and two, five and one and four and two in the last three weeks. So I, I think the only person who didn't get it was the mystery source. Okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure, you know, no, sometimes you got to spell it out for them because yeah, they yeah. are stupid. Yeah. Um, good analysis, Jay. I love what you said about Curtis's team. There's, uh, He's struggling a bit there. Um, if only someone had made him offers and had three running backs on his bench that could help him out. You know, I wonder who who that might have come from. But anyways, on to the matchup at hand. Gertie versus Andre. So I think this one is going to go to Andre, as I think all of us have predicted. Yeah. Just because his team is better, for one. He's got better quarterbacks. Kyler and Derek Carr. Carr's up against that Kansas City not so frightful defense. He's got good matches with his wide receivers. Sanders against the Jets. Lamb against the Falcons, who are not great at defense. And he's got Najee up against Detroit. He could get 65 carries in that game. There are early indications. Um, so I think overall his team is better. That said, he's already had three players play, all of whom kind of underperformed. And the only thing that might give Gertie a chance here, even though he had Brissett, who also underperformed, is... He's got a couple more players yet to play, so if they can go off, maybe this makes this matchup a little closer than it should be on paper. Um, but I'm still going to give it to Andre, and uh, I don't think there's much point in really going through Gertie's roster at this point. Concise. Thank you. Uh, I will go to Suds versus Nolan. Um, actually, a matchup that I'm like super excited about. Both teams are 5-4 and four going into this matchup. Huge ramifications on... Uh, um, the playoff, uh, playoff structure, uh, moving forward. <clears throat> um, everybody has, uh, oh man, the wide receiver, wide receiver situation going on for, uh, for Suds is Cooper Cup, uh, AJ Brown and, um, Amari Cooper. So just stars, uh, in that regard. Um, Nolan's rocking out, uh, Marvin Jones, Tyler Lockett, and Donovan People Jones. Uh, certainly not the caliber of wide receiver that that Suds is putting out, but um, uh, DPJ uh, is is promoted to the number two on the Cleveland offense. Tyler Lockett gets a uh, Russell Wilson back this week, and Marvin Jones has just been producing as as he always does. So don't hate that. Um, uh, Aaron Jones and Tony Pollard for running back at, with Suds. Uh, Aaron Jones obviously a uh, top ten play each and every week. Tony Pollard kind of cooled off a little bit. Um, but he's going against Cordero, Cordero Patterson, who has been an all-star this season for Atlanta, uh, for Nolan, um, who second running backs it with Gio Bernard. So Tony Pollard, I'm going to give the edge there. Um, at tight end, uh, Suds uh, committing the awful foul of having uh, Gronk in the um, uh, the tight end spot, who has mm-hmm. already been ruled out. Um, Nolan is playing Tyler Higby. Uh, and then in their first flex, uh, 
Nolan is playing another tight end, which is a, uh, a dangerous move. I've been, been pulled off successfully earlier in the season by myself, but not something I'd like to do week to week. But he's playing new addition uh, Dan Arnold um, against uh, Suds' uh, Devontae Smith. Holy shit. Suds has like amazing wide receivers. Um, yep. If Devontae Smith is his number four. Uh, but the real the real breaker here is that um, the the quarterback situation. So no, no one has Tom Brady and Dak Prescott uh, versus uh, Suds' Ryan Tannehill and Adrian Peterson in the number two. Oh, I didn't know he was spot. playing quarterback. That's exciting. Uh, so, um, yeah, just not the I, ideally it, like there could be better ways that you could you could fill that uh, fill that spot. Um, Zach Wilson being injured right now. Uh, kind of prevented uh, that coverage for the buy, so Suds has to uh, has to deal with that, and and that's why I give Nolan the edge in this matchup. So um, that's my breakdown. Jay, you got uh, Pelt versus Danish. Um, yeah, uh, part of me doesn't even want to bother with this Pelt wins um but for the sake of of parody and everything uh, obviously we should so uh right now i mean again uh you may have heard about how pelt put gasicki in his tight end spot and uh, gasicki got seven targets and and from those seven targets he got zero points it was the first time that that's happened um since they started tracking targets in the nfl which is pretty amazing and that means that pelt right now is is um projected six points lower than um danish's team but what uh, what we're not seeing here, we got to dig in because Pat Mahomes is still projected to get 24 points. He's not going to. He's going to get 16 if he's lucky. Um, the Raiders might, you know, the Raiders bring their best when they play KC. Pat Mahomes hasn't brought his best this whole year. It's, it's nothing good. DJ Moore maybe gets a lift if Cam goes in. Um, Debo Samuel's there that could do uh, – to me, running back situation is huge. Mixon for Danish is on the bye, so he's got to fill it with other stuff. So you've got Antonio Gibson, who you have to go back four weeks to get uh, Antonio Gibson above six points. And he's not going to do any better against Tampa Bay. He's going to get two points against Tampa Bay if he's if he's lucky, if he slips and falls forward. Boston Scott is also in there. And listen, we all know Boston Scott was the pickup of the year for one week. And he immediately came back down to earth and, and where he will stay. Um, you know, I imagine Pelt has no joy in beating up on a team who has Kyle Pitts, which would be the lone bright spot for this mm-hmm. uh, Danish mm-hmm. team. You've got Matt Ryan, who is going to go against a Dallas team that needs to reprove itself after looking shambolic last week. Um, so there's just nothing uh, exciting on the lifeless fish team. It's, it's going to remain lifeless. We'll look at Pelt's team, even though we know that it's a shoe-in. He's still got Kittle in there on the uh, on the flex, which is fine. You've got Dernis Johnson, um, who should be uh, you know the Chubb um, a substitute and should just rack up. Eli Mitchell's there, um, and also you've got uh, uh, James Washington, who's looking good with injuries to Claypool. You got Justin Jefferson, who should bounce back, and there's just nothing to not like in this comparison for Pelt. So that's a Pelt win without much worrying about what could or couldn't happen coming down the stretch. Wow. I like your confidence. You're definitely way more confident than me in my team winning this week because I see question marks across the board for me in some certain junctions. And I'll just say I am torn on who to play a quarterback. You know, not mm-hmm. to turn this into a who do I start advice, but I've flopped between Jimmy and Baker 
couple times considering I've got the New England defense. And I don't know. I just like, I'm like, Hallwell, I need to win this week. And if I don't, I probably don't deserve to be in it because I'm playing the lifeless fish especially. And I'm so scared of making the wrong decision. And, you know, I've, I've alluded to it, but I, I legit accidentally started Jacecki. I had him out. I put him back in. I was tinkering. I got home Thursday night. I had a busy day. Things were going. I was watching Thursday night football. We, in my head, I hadn't started Jacecki. And I was like, hey, I'm glad I didn't. And then I, like, pulled up my team. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, okay, well, he'll get a couple points. He'll, like, be serviceable at least. No, So I've been literally angry about that for a couple days. And then a uh, side, quick side story to that. I actually accidentally texted a coworker instead of Curtis. I said, fuck, I accidentally started Jaseki. And this is like one of our engineers who like doesn't know what football is. And she was like, what's Jaseki with like the sweating, laughing emoji. <laughs> and I was like, wrong person. Sorry. It's about football. Also, I apologize so for swearing. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, that's the professional power dynamic app. Exactly. Right there. Um, um, yeah. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. No, I was just going to say, with Claypool going out, Chubb going out, not being able to play the guy I wanted to play in my flex, I feel super uneasy going into this week. I should be okay, but I'll say Mahomes and Ryan scare me because I think they both could have 30-point games. Big time, yeah. Um, well, uh, if I can reference pop culture as we often do on this podcast. Uh, I've never. <laughs> he says <laughs> defensively. Um, uh if you've watched the fantastic new remake of Dune, you will know that fear is the mind killer, Mike. So mm-hmm. don't let it paralyze you. Okay. Uh, if if things don't go your way this week, which um, already that is the case, um, you can you can still rebound from this. You know. Thank you. Pat. And if I can reference another. Another movie, um, Alfred asks Bruce Wayne, um, <laughs> why do we fall? But I can't remember the rest of the quote. So we're going to move on to the next matchup. Um, and Paul, I'm going to ask you to give us the lowdown on uh, Mike H versus Ryan and, and who's taking the victory there. Yeah, well, it makes it that much more powerful when you can't remember the end of the quote. So <laughs> keep me in suspense. Um, Mike H and Ryan. Yeah, we got first versus 11th here. I think Ryan slipped last week, had a terrible week against Suds. I think he'll have a better week. Rare prediction for me here. There's a lot of rain clouds, a lot of clouds going for Ryan, but I'm still going with them this week, giving them the nod. Um, and I think it's in quarterbacks. Josh Allen, Russell Wilson's coming back up against Big Ben, who's not looking so great these days, and uh, Heineke in Washington. Wide receiver-wise, Steele and Metcalf, Beasley, all solid. Um, up against Pittman, Godwin, and McLaurin for Mike. And then at running back, I love the emergence of James Conner. I tried to get him for Ryan actually a few weeks ago and uh, was not successful. And I think him and Swift are just going to be stable for him, whereas Damian or Daryl Williams could have a big game. He hasn't, or not, he's kind of been that, like, you know, Kansas City's run game has been up and down forever. And then Zeke. Zeke will probably have a good game against Atlanta. I think Ryan still takes us. The projections got him by about 11. And I think we all chose Ryan as well. We did. So I think he's got the tight end spot with Kelsey. That's solid. But through and through, Ryan's got a good team. He's in first for a reason. And I think he takes this one. Yeah, he certainly uh, solidified his lineup uh, 
right when he needed to, eh? With the J- the uh, the Chase Edmonds uh, injury last week. Um, why do we fall, sir? So that we can learn to pick ourselves up. That's my Michael Caine impression oh, of Alfred <laughs> um, uh, the Batman Begins, the 2005 joint uh, by Christopher Nolan. So another, another. Um, I'm getting. So- sorry, boys. I'm just getting something right here. Right here. Oh, everyone hated that. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, everyone no. hated that. No, no, no. I don't think when I when I started, I was like, oh, they're going to hate it. But you know what? You have to commit to the bit because if you can't commit to the bit, then you can't commit to anything in your life. You know, um, but we're going to stick with me because I'm going to I'm going to rock at this last matchup um, of the week, which is uh, which is Jay versus uh, Bitch Boy. Um, here is the crossroads we're at with Bitch Boy. His team might be bad. And it might be bad for a number of different reasons. Tyreek Hill is a great player on a struggling offense, um, which is strange because he's been dominant for the last like few years. So there's some stuff that's just not going Neville's way. But then there's other pieces that are just not. It's Neville's control. So he has he has Lawrence and Buff and the Buffalo defense in his lineup. Buffalo playing the Jets this week. They should actually they should absolutely steamroll. Um, did I call him Tyler Lawrence? Or I, I hope I didn't call him. No, Tyler I think you Lawrence. called him Trevor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, Trevor Lawrence plays Indianapolis this weekend. Uh, Indy, uh, from my perspective, um, is a a good defensive unit, and he may struggle there. Um, they had a, um, a huge win against the Bills last week. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. So frustrating. So frustrating because I got knocked out of the suicide pool. Yep. Taking the Bills over Jacksonville. And I <laughs> lost. Um, but I do expect I do expect Jacksonville to come out flat this week. Um, and I think Trevor Lawrence will um, be, be a part of that. Uh, Javante Williams, uh, is playing some great football. I think he's, he, everybody, uh, the Twitterverse calls him a, uh, a league winner, um, which is definitely possible. Um, but like Darren Waller, uh, James Robinson, like these are players that, that were high profile last season and just haven't lived up to, um, mm-hmm. the, the same heights that they set. Uh, Mike Williams is kind of losing a little bit of steam. He's getting uh, less and less targets. He had a little bit of a comeback last week, but he's certainly not producing like he was in the first month. So that sell high window for Mike Williams, uh, I'm going to call it officially closed. Um, not that I'm rocking the boat too much, but uh, Daryl Henderson Jr., a uh, great player for for Neville, but I just don't see him having the uh, the fire that he did uh, earlier in the season and, and for much of last year. Uh, where he was like gate to gate, the uh, the the best team in the league. Um, and coming up against Jay, I, I, Jay, you got Herbert and Wentz um, playing this week. You got um, Harris. Just should who, note is now likely to be Herbert and Rogers. Just oh yes, mm, so, got to make some changes, of course, on the line of the breaking news. And and that and that probably even um, increases your uh, um, your chances. You are aware that he passed the COVID protocol today. <laughs> But it, it's at 4 p.m. that he gets activated. Right. 1 p.m. So Pacific. I, 4 p.m. Pacific? 1 p.m. Pacific. Just 1 making p.m. sure we all know time zones. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, none of those are mine uh, being in mountain time zone right now. But um, 
it, it should actually improve your your chances for this game. Um, Jay, you I, I see you've already moved out Woods for Sutton. Um, you've got Harris in the flex. Uh, we're not sure if he's going to play, but even still, I think you've got um, you've got the the horses on your bench. I, I like Tyler Johnson. You could plug him in if if, if Harris doesn't play and. Um, you've got Michael Carter, Carter, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook looks speedy last week. Like I think Dalvin Cook's getting back to who he are. But actually, this is something that we totally missed. Um, Dalvin Cook had a whole uh, legal situation mm-hmm. arise this week, and and depending upon what happens there, may miss some time if it progresses any further. At this point, there's there's um, the NFL has said that he's not going to go on the uh, commissioner exempt list. Um, but if it becomes a criminal um, investigation then he will um so uh some strength to your lineup jay but a little bit of a fragility with uh um with, with dalvin cook's status moving forward as we go into playoff or mm-hmm. into playoff positioning so um i've got you get, getting the win this week your team is is quite strong with rashad bateman already playing this week um getting eight points uh I, I i think you should take this win um much to my uh my chagrin i i would prefer a loss to you but uh i think i think you're taking that w no problem thank you i think uh just quick note on bitch boys team he will win the uh trade this week trevor lawrence should outscore daniel jones who's on a bye so that's a plus for him <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you're right it, it definitely is a a victory well i mean remains to be seen as well uh, it could be could be a uh, a, um, a Chase Edmonds situation like last week, mm-hmm. which if Chase Edmonds had played maybe half a game, I would have won my fantasy matchup. But that's fantasy. You know, who cares? Who cares? Fantasy, doesn't, baby. Matter. doesn't matter. Um, but that's it, guys. That's our uh, that's our analysis for the week. I think we uh, we took our time with the predictions, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we got we got some pop culture references in there. I'm not wearing hockey pads. Yeah, we love it. Um, so uh I don't know, uh, Jay. Do you have anything that you want to uh, you want to say to the listeners? Pump up before we uh, we sign off here. I think we've done a great job, clear, concise, and again, as we talked about at the top of the show, clarity is everything these days. So I think the only thing that's left to say is, uh, you know, thanks everybody for listening. Um, let's see, uh, is there anything else? Oh, that's right, Gertie, uh, your team sucks, and say hi to Rachel for me. <laughs> uh, Mike. That was uh, that, that was a nice way to to, to sign off there, Jay. Mike, uh, how would you like to sign off? I would just like to say I hope I win this week, and uh, my prayers are there for all of us to have good fantasy weeks, and uh, hopefully things go your guys' way. I'm I'm pulling for you too in that division over there over Gertie because his team sucks. And Gertie, say hi to Rachel for me. It's wonderful, and I appreciate all the good vibes we're all putting out on the uh, the podcast today. So I want to thank you for that. I want to. Um, Thank God for keeping my players uh, healthy for this last little push. And uh, uh, I'll sign off with saying, uh, Gertie, uh, your team sucks. And uh, say hi to Rachel for me. <laughs>